has the spiritual gift of mercy. And I think, I, I, I just sitting there thinking, if I had lost a loved one, that would be the guy that I'd want doing my funeral and the pastor that I would want. And uh, praise the Lord for the pastor that God has given you in the heart that God's given to you. There is uh, something else I love about telling you this story. And I don't know how many churches you have been at or anything, so I don't know what your background is. But seeing those children come on up and put the money in, I just get, I just love that. I said it last night. I said, you know what I'm really looking forward to tomorrow? I'm looking forward to seeing all the kids come and give the offering. Matter of fact, you're going to have to correct your screen. Dane, you're going to have to make another screen. You, you, you say on your screen, there's three ways to give. Online, text, in person. Well, there's a fourth way to give. Cheerfully. And you know what? Those kids coming up, you know, they loving that. That's like, man, get, you know, I get, get, get. And by the way, it's just not easy to give. It's the spirit you give it. Those kids are given in the right way. I don't know, maybe you give them more bucks than they do, but I sure hope you give it in the same attitude that they do. I mean, they're coming up, and I know, I know, they just asked Dad to give me a dollar, but it doesn't matter. By the way, anything we give, somebody gave it to us. You know, God provided for us as well, so that was really good. However, there's something else I need you to see. Your bulletin, it's the theme of the day. By the way, all those graduates up here, whoa. Listen, listen, I'm supposed to be preaching Wesley's graduation tonight, and I am, and I am. But you know what? If you if you were one of those nine up here or whatever, come back tonight. I want to preach to you guys tonight too, man. It is gonna it is gonna be a really great service, grads. I really encourage you. Our whole day, our theme is right on the bulletin today. Trust in Him sometime. Amen. Amen. And grads, you just trust in Him sometime. Amen. Is that, what your, is that what your bulletin says? No, no, no. I know what it says. Trust in Him in good times. Amen. Is that what it says? No. What does it say? Trust in Him what? At all times. And we're going to talk about faith today. And I, and, I, and I think before we start the messages today and tonight that are going to be a lot about faith, maybe we better understand what faith is. And... Um, I'm just sitting there thinking, how am I going to illustrate it? And I know how I'm going to illustrate it. This is really cool. Do I get to meet the person who did this? Is he here? Where, where is he? Stand up. Thank you, sir. That is phenomenal. And you still, and thank you. <laughs> and you spelled Marilee right, too. That's good. Uh, uh, by the way, Mary Lee was born in Colorado. And she was born in Longmont, Longmont Colorado, May 12th, 19, a long time ago. And um, but uh, and her, her, she was born on Mother's Day, and she was the oldest. Uh, uh, she was the firstborn, and, and it was on Mother's Day, so it made mom, my mother-in-law, mother. And uh, and her mother's name is Mary, and her dad's name is Leland. So they combined the name Mary Lee. So that's my wife. But I was thinking about how am I gonna how am I gonna explain faith? So this is really cool. This is great. The date is laid on there. Yeah, so you don't forget it, Brother Seller. I have never forgotten our anniversary. I never have. And I'm real big on dates and everything like that. So it's August 16th, 1980. 
And uh, I want to give you an illustration about faith, if I could. On August 15th, 1980, I believed in miracles. Man, I believed in miracles. On August 15th, 1980, I wanted to get married. Oh, man, did I want to get married. I was just within 24 hours of marrying the most beautiful, greatest woman in the world. I believed in marriage. I wanted to get married. But on August 15, 1980, I was not married. I, I believed it. I wanted it. But I was not married. On August 16, 1980, I got married. What, what changed in one day? Now listen. On August 16th, I received Mary Lee as my bride. I asked Mary Lee. I don't know why she said yes, but she did. But I asked Mary Lee to be my wife. And she accepted. And we made a covenant and we got married. Now listen to me. Let me explain to you the kind of faith that we're going to be talking about today and tonight. There are a lot of people in this world that believe in Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people that believe Jesus died and rose again. There are. There are millions, maybe a few billion that believe in Jesus. And, and, and you know what? There's probably several billion that want to go to heaven. But I will tell you, faith is that confidence, that reliance, and that total dependence of receiving Christ as your Savior. On August 15th, I believed in marriage, 1980, but I wasn't married. On August 16th, 1980, I got married. What changed, Brother Sapphire? I received a bride. And let me tell you, you can go through your whole life believing in Jesus and spend an eternity in hell. You can spend your entire life wanting to go to hell, to heaven and still end up in hell. Because there has to be a day in your life that it isn't just a head belief and knowledge. There has to be a day that you say, I want Jesus Christ to be my Savior. Now let me ask you, have you ever put your faith in Christ in that way? Have you ever in your life said, you know, yeah, I got this. Uh, I, 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 ever since I was a little kid, I believed in Jesus. And I believe he died. And I believe he rose again. I really do. I, I, I do believe that. And I want to go to heaven. No, that is not my question. That head knowledge will not get you to heaven. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You receive the gift. You ask Christ to save you. Now, I don't know who you are here today. I don't know your background. You say, I'm a church, I'm a church goer. I'm a religious guy. I believe in God. I believe in America. That's great. That doesn't get you to heaven. What gets you to heaven, well, I know, you got to get baptized. No, the thief on the cross never got baptized. 
what gets you to heaven? Well, you, you, you got to do certain things, and you know, you got to give, you know, and, and you got to, no, 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 no. Not by works of righteousness, which you have done, but according to his mercy, he saved you. There's got to be a time where you say, dear God, I put my faith in the one who died on the cross for my punishment, who suffered for my sins, and rose again, and it is Jesus Christ that I put my faith in. When you do that, my friend, you are saved. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to, to be called the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Have you ever received Christ as your Savior? And the way that you receive Christ by faith alone is exactly the way you got to live your life. Take your Bibles and turn to Galatians chapter 5. The same faith that you trusted in Christ is exactly the same faith you got to live by. Look at Galatians chapter 5, if you would. Galatians chapter 5, and look at verse 25. Galatians 5 and verse 25. The Bible says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I've entitled today's message, Your Step of Faith. It is absolutely impossible to walk, help me out here, it's absolutely impossible to walk without taking what? Step. That was terrible. Are you with me? It is impossible to walk without taking what? Steps. You've got to take steps in order to walk. So, I would dare say the majority of you in here, the vast majority of you in here, would say, Brother Shetler, when we talk about steps of faith, I struggle about that. This is good. I, I, okay, i got to take a step of faith. I know the Bible says the only way to please him is by faith. The only way that you can please God is by living by faith. I understand i got to take steps of faith. That's not my problem here. You know where I struggle? How do I know if the step I'm taking is a step of faith? Or is it a step I forced? Or is it a is it a step that's foolish? Am I like just going, God, I'm trusting you and jumping? Is this a foolish step? Am I forcing it? Am I forcing this step and say, okay, God, come on now. I'm going to take my step of faith. You better do this. Am I forcing God? Am I being foolish with this step? Am I fearful about the step? Am I making this step because this is a safe step? I'm scared to death. So I'm, I just graduated from high school, and I'm definitely staying around Fort Morgan, and I would never even think about going to a Bible college. That would scare me to death. Well, is that a step of faith? And I think what we would all struggle with, and I'm telling you, I'm 66. I have been saved for 53 years of my life. I've known the Lord. And I'm just going to tell you, I still struggle every day of my life Am I taking a step of faith, or am I taking a foolish step? Am I forcing you, God, to do this? Is this out of fear, or is this out of faith? And he says, Jim, I'm right with you. So today, and I've never really heard many messages. 
on this. How do you know that you're taking a step of faith and it's not foolish? It's not fearful. It's not forced. It's not fleshly. How do you know that you're taking a step of faith? I got four ways that I think you can know. I think they can help you the rest of your life. I don't know if you ever take notes, but I'll tell you what, if you came into my office and we sat down and go, Brother Cutler, I got a major decision to make about a place that's opened up I can maybe go to. There's a position here. There's something about a possession that I'm thinking about purchasing. And we got some things going on in our family right now. And I just want to know, am I taking a step of faith? Am I trusting in God or what? So I'm going to give you four ways that you can know that you're taking your step of faith. I hope you really get them. They can help you the rest of your life. They'll be very practical as well. Number one, are you ready? A faith step will cause you to let go and let God. When you take a step of faith, Every time you take a step of faith in your life, you are letting go of control, and you're letting God have it. Now, this is really important. Take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 22. In Genesis 22, we got a guy that's about 115 to 120 years old. His name is Abraham, and he finally has got his boy. He's got a boy named Isaac. And God says, hey, uh, Abraham... Take thy son, thy only son, you know, the only one that I count, the one that's by faith. Take your son, your only son, Isaac, and offer him as a burnt offering. You look at that. Genesis chapter 22, look at verses 1 and 2. God tests him and says, Abraham, I want you to take the son. Now, by the way, a couple things he says there. He says, take the son that you love. Everyone together, is it wrong for a father to love his son? Are you with me? Is it wrong for a father to love his son? No, no, it's not wrong. But God says this, this is good. Abraham, never love anything or anyone more than you love me. Don't love any hobby. Don't love a pickup truck. Don't love a family member. Don't love a spouse. Don't love a job. You can love your job. You can love your family. But never love them more than you love me. Take Isaac and offer him as a burnt offering. Now, God's never going to have him do it. But he's testing him. Do you believe? Do you have faith in me? Are you trusting in me? And if you are, here it goes, let go of your son. Let go of your son and let me have control of this. Let me do this, Abraham. Now listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Brother Cutler, there's times I don't know. Am I taking a step of faith or am I forcing this? Well, I'll tell you one way you can know is whatever is a step of faith, you are letting go and you are letting God. Here, here, here's a good way to say it. You are no longer the owner of that decision. Now you're the steward, and God is now the master of that decision. Okay, God, I got a big decision to make. Something's happened in our life. Something's going. I don't know if I'm going to move. I don't know. I, Lord, we got to buy another vehicle, and I don't still know what to do on this one. Lord, we got to buy a refrigerator. I don't care what it is. You got to take a step 
We're supposed to walk by faith. We are supposed to, every step of our life is to be by faith. Well, how do you know whether it's by faith or not, Jim? Tell you how. God, I'm letting go of this. And I do not want to be the owner of this decision. You're the master. You're the owner. I'm letting go, and I'm letting you do whatever you want to do. And God, right now, and I wrote this down. I think this is really important. There must be a surrender time in order to take a step of faith. There's got to be a time that you surrender it over to the Lord. Hey, I'll tell you this. We'll talk about Mary Lee again. When Mary Lee and I were dating before we got married, I got to tell you, Mary Lee became my God. I think she was the most beautiful girl at the college campus. I don't know what in the world she was doing with me. And when I started dating Mary Lee and she liked me, she became my God. Mary Lee was more important to me than God. And I remember the time. It was March of 1978 that I went to a prayer room and I dedicated Mary Lee over to the Lord. And I, sur- and I said, you know what, God, now listen to this statement. God, I love Mary Lee. And I want Mary Lee to be my wife. But God, I want your will more than I want Mary Lee. And I will tell you, almost every major decision I have ever made by faith, Pastor, there was a surrender. There was a time when I said, God, I really want this to happen. God, I really want this in my life. But God, I want your will more than I want this thing. And I surrender this person, I surrender this over to you. You are not living by faith if you have not let go and let God. Everyone together, the first step to know that it's a step of faith, you got to do what? Everyone together, you got to and and let God. You got to let go and you got to let God or it is not a step of faith. You are still in control of it, friend. You're still maneuvering it. You're still manipulating it. It is still in your hands. You are not living by faith. You got to let go and you got to let God. Isn't that a great statement? Look at that, verse 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac. Come on. You, 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 you really want to live by faith, Abraham? Which, which thou lovest. First time, by the way, the first time love is mentioned in the Bible, right there. It is. And get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering. By the way, this is really cool. Upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Abraham, let go and let me have this. And go to Moriah. Moriah is a mountain range around Jerusalem. Is there anyone here that's ever been to Israel? Raise your hand. Hey, one person, just you and me. Oh, got a couple, got a couple. Okay. Jerusalem is surrounded by mountains. It's The mountain range is called Moriah. Here's what he told Abraham. Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac, and give him as a burnt offering. Let go and let me have this. Surrender this. Now, here's what I want you to do. Go to Moriah. And when you get to Moriah, I'll show you what mountain to go to. Okay, so grads, Leslie, this is a good one. This is really good. You don't have to know everything about your life right now. You just have to take the next step of faith, and then God will show you what mountain to go to. 
You just take, you let go, and you let God, and it's step by step. It's like pedaling a bike. God can't guide you until you start pedaling. God, I'm letting go of this. This is a major decision right now about our property, about this, whatever it is, folks, about a health decision. Man, do we go with the surgery or not? Do I take this kind of therapy or do I do this? God, I want this to be a step of faith. Okay. Then let go and let God have it. There has to be a time that you surrender it to God. You know what? Today could be that day. June 4th. There's a major decision. You write it on your your little white piece of paper. You stick it on that cross. And you said, today was the day I let go of this. And I let God have this. And I surrender. You will never live by faith until you let go and let God. Number two. Number two. This is a good one. I want you to stay with me on this one. A faith step will have scripture. A scriptural precept or promise behind it. Now, this is really good. A faith step. By the way, Platte Valley, you could not have handed those graduates anything greater. Well, Billy Cutler, I think some of them say, how about a $5,000 scholarship? No. But a $100,000 scholarship? No. I'd rather have a copy of the Word of God. Now listen to me. Brad, you just received the key to the rest of your life. You want to know God's will for your life? You have got to be in his word. Listen to what it says in Psalm 119.105. Listen to this verse. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you are going to navigate through this world, Whoever you are, I don't care if you're a senior saint, I don't care if you're 75 years old in here. If you're going to navigate through this world, you've got to have God's word to do it. You've got to have the word of God to guide you step by step. Man, this is so good. Now, it could be a precept. What's a precept, brother? It's like a commandment. So you know what should guide you? The commandments of God. By the way. When they took the Ten Commandments out of public school, how are we doing? You see, the Ten Commandments guides us on how we're supposed to live with one another and how we're supposed to live our life. You take away the commandments of God, now there's no end. Where, where, where do I go? What do I do? How do I live? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what I am. I don't know. Am I male or female? I don't even know my identity. You take away God's word, and people don't know anything. They, they, they're, they're, they're purposeless. They're aimless. God's word will guide you. If you're going to take a step of faith, you should have the scriptures behind you, a precept. Maybe it's a principle. Well, you know, the Bible doesn't say anything about social media. So so how am I supposed to have the Bible guide me? Man, set no wicked thing before your eyes. If, If you're looking at something in social media that's wicked, don't look at it. There's principles in God's word that can guide what you look at, your entertainment. I mean, the Bible doesn't talk about sports and athletics, a a, a lot of those things. But whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Hey, if you're going to play basketball, you play for God's glory. You're going to play volleyball, you play for God's glory. You're going to play the the fiddle, 
You're going to do it for God's glory. There are principles that will guide you on making the right step. And I love this one, promises. Pastor, almost every major decision that I have ever made in my life or in ministry, I've hooked it to a promise of God. Um, when I left Pensacola, I was there for 31 years. This was a huge decision to leave. And when I did, God gave me a passage, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Remember not the former things, and consider not the things of old. I will do a new thing. Even Will you not know it? I will even make a way in the desert and rivers, or a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And God gave me those two verses that I claimed to take my step of faith. Now listen, Platt Valley. I'm only here one Sunday. I do love this place and I love you guys. But I don't have a connection that I want to tell you about. You guys are going to have to make some decisions about the future. Because soon, you all ain't going to fit in this place. Praise God, by the way. Amen? You're going to have to take some steps of faith. So you better make sure. Is this a foolish step we're doing? Is this a fourth step where we say, God, you need to start giving us money so we can start building. Come on, God, we're going to go start building. So now better the money better. Start. Are you forcing God? Or are you taking a step of faith? Now, I'm just going to tell you this. If you're a deacon at this church, raise your hand. If you're a deacon at this church, raise your hand. Amen. Okay. Let me tell you something, Deacon, and let me tell you something, Pastor. I wouldn't move forward until God has given you some scriptural principle or a promise that you say, you know what? I think God wants us to move forward, and here's the Bible that says it. I have never made a major decision in my life that I did not back it with the scriptures. Don't give me this. I'm, I'm just trusting God. Well, that's kind of like the, the, what you're doing is kind of against the biblical principle. Well, I'll marry whoever I want to marry, and I'll marry as many times as I want to marry. Whoa, whoa, stop. Maybe we better look at the scriptures here a little bit. Hey, folks, don't be making decisions that's not backed by the word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This morning, Jane and I had... Um, devotions together out of Proverbs 4. And in Proverbs 4, there's a really cool verse. And it says that the path of the righteous shineth as a bright light. And the idea of the verse is, the further you go down the road, if you're living right, God just illuminates it. His word just comes alive and go like, God, this is what I need to do. God, this is how I need to live. Man, it is important. Now, I'd say that we should have a pair of glasses on that we see the whole world through, and those should be our biblical, get this, get this, I just came up with this this morning, our biblical sunglasses, S-O-N. And we should look at life with our biblical, everyone, what kind of glasses? Our sunglasses, S-O-N. We look at it, Jesus, is this what you would want me to do? Jesus, is this what God, you know what? We need to back our step of faith with the word of God. Hey, I got two more things real quickly. Number three, number three. Number one, a faith step will cause you to let go and let God. 
Number two, a faith staff will have scriptural precepts and promises behind it. It's your filter for every decision you make. What does the Bible say? That should guide your life. Number three, a faith staff. Just a faith staff. A faith staff will not be about your plan, but God's kingdom. I want everyone to that to settle in. A step of faith will not be about your plan. It'll be about God's peace. Now, if you have a Bible or you're near a Bible, every person in here, turn to Romans chapter 14. It's the best passage of the day. Rabbi Shetler, that's a good point. Let go and let God. That is good. I got to surrender this over to God. And this thing about having the scriptures, that is good. I don't know. How do you know? I mean, how do you know if you're stepping by faith or if just something that you planned out and you kind of put it all together and you made this happen? I think it's a few things. It is not about your plan. It's about the peace of God. I don't know if that's your deepest pet rabbit, but I will tell you this. At the point you stand before this congregation and you say, we're going forward, you better make sure, friends, there's a peace of God in your heart. Lord, there's going to be obstacles I have nothing to know about. There's going to be things that occur. God, there's going to be times I'm going to go, God, where are we going? We are hurting on the farm. But you know what? God, I settled it a long time ago. I have an absolute peace. This is the way walking in it. And this is going to be good. You ought never to step out until you have that peace of God in your life. Now listen, that doesn't mean you're not a little scared. I have had the peace of God, and yet I've had fear. It's like, I know this is what you want, God. I'm a little scared to do this. God, I know this is what you want, but if I let go of this or I start tithing, I don't know how we're going to do it financially, but I have a peace. This is what God wants. You say, okay, Kelly, now watch. I've always wondered this. Explain the peace. Yeah, it's a peace that passes all understanding. Oh, Brother Shetler, that's a cop-out. It is. So turn to Romans chapter 14, and I'll give it exactly how it's supposed to be done. Now, one of the things... Okay, listen, listen to these two verses. Last two verses of Romans 14. Please, if you're sitting next to someone who doesn't have their Bible open, would you share your Bible with them? they got to see these two verses. A faith step will not be about your plans. It'll be about God's peace. Jim, how do you know that you're stepping out on faith? Here's how. Look at this, verse 22. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Look at this. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Brother Shetler, are you going to explain these two verses? You sure I sure am. I don't understand what's interesting. God, I'm going to take this step. Okay, here goes. Does your conscience, your courtroom of your being, 
your conscience that tells you what's right and wrong. When you start going and you start stepping, does your conscience have doubts? I don't know. I got some serious doubts here. Then you hold on. Now, you keep going, you're forcing God. You stop and you wait. Now, can you have, I don't know what's going to happen. Yes! No one knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You're going to step out on faith. You don't know what the result's going to be. But there is a peace in your conscience. You know what? Happy is he who condemneth not himself. You know, I really believe this is what God wants. And I'm going to go start going towards it. I'm going to start taking steps. As you take those steps, do you go like, oh, no, I didn't think this is wrong. Okay, then you stop. But if you continue to go forward and you go like, I am scared about what's going to happen, but I, but my conscience doesn't condemn me. Don't do this step. This is a wrong step. It's not saying that. Then keep stepping, guys. Keep stepping. But if there's a, there's these costs, by the way, authority over you. Your, your, your parents, your, your, your spouse, uh, your, other people that you know, your pastor says, you know what, I got to tell you, I got, I, you, you know, this is between you and God, but you better be careful of this or that. Oh, pastor, I'm going to live by faith. No, that is foolishness. There's some reserve. Don't go against it. Now, look at, I, I wrote down three statements with this. You're not wrestling. You're resting. You're not wrestling over this anymore. No, God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I am resting, and I believe this is the right decision. Number two, you're not warring, you're waiting. You're not fighting with God about, God, this car will never be this price again. God, come on. And inside you go like, I'm so faithful to get into this kind of financial debt. But it's really a good price they're giving me for the car. I, I don't know. No, it's not a warring. It's a waiting. It's a waiting. And then look at this, contentment. It's not about a place. It's not about a possession. It's not about a position. It's about peace. If you have ever experienced the peace of God in your life, in some area, could you raise your hand right now? There's been something in your life where you got, you knew you had the peace of God. Now, if I had, if I called on you right now to raise your hand, so would you stand up and tell us about it? Thank you. You do that. No, no, just explain the peace of God. I just knew it was right. No, come on. You say you had peace. I know I had peace. How? How'd you know that? I, I can't explain it. Well, I know. But your conscience did not condemn you. You knew, no, I'm taking this stand at work. If they fire me, they fire me. My conscience cannot continue to work in a place that's doing this. And I'm taking my stand. And you go like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to support my family. Don't know what's going to happen. But I know I'm making the right step. Are you with me? This is so important to understand. 
It's not about your plans. It's about God's peace. And buddy, when God gives you that peace, you go, man. You take that step and you go forward for God. A faith step will cause you to let go and let God. A faith step will have scripture behind it. A faith step will not be about your plans, God's peace. And the last one, and it's short. A faith step will always have as its motive God's glory, not your good. A faith step will always have as its motive God, I don't know for sure that this is right, but I do know that the reason why I want to buy this, the reason why I want to go to this place, the reason why I want to get into this relationship with this person is for your glory. This is not for my good. This is for your glory. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you ever walk in the center of God's will, that'll be the best thing in the world for you. But you do not make your decisions based on what is good for you. You base your decisions on what will bring glory to God. And I just want to tell you right now, Valerie, when you decide and you say, you know what, Lord, I'm taking this step. I'm taking this step. This is not for me. This is for God's glory. Man, I got to tell you. I'm going to be putting them on the spot all night tonight. But Wesley, if I can just say this for you. Whatever you do, do not come to West Point to play basketball. Go to West Point for God's glory. Because if not, you're making the wrong step. And I really mean that. Whatever you do in your life, do not do it for your good. Do it for his glory. And you take a step and you say, God! It's not, it, needs, it doesn't need to be about me anymore. It needs to be about you, God. And I'm taking this step, and I don't know what's going to happen. I have so many illustrations, but not enough time. I truly believe that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. But we need to make sure that the step we're about to take is a step of faith. So I'm going to ask all of you tonight. It's impossible to please God without faith. Hey, by the way, and I don't mean I'm, I'm in that group now, okay? But you may be a little bit older. You may be in your 60s, your 70s, your 80s. And you may be sitting there, <laughs> boy, good brother Kelly, you need to preach to these people about stepping out by faith. I'm telling you, man, I can remember 20 years ago. I can remember 40 years. I remember 50 years ago. Hey, can I tell you, you're not pleasing God at 78 if you're not living by faith. Every person in this room, the only way to please God, don't just look at these teenagers and go, ah, those teenagers, they need to live by faith. Yeah, so do 70-year-olds need to live by faith. It's the only way to please God. So I'm going to ask you today, what's your next step? Can you say today, God, I don't think I have surrendered this to you. Here, I'm, I'm putting all these plans together to do this, to buy this, to go there, to wh whatever in my life, to get in this relationship, and I don't think I've given this over to you. Some of you are in a dating relationship. Some of you are about to get engaged, and you have yet to surrender that relationship to God, to say, God, I want your will more than I want this person. I want to tell you right now, you're not living by faith. And so that is, you let go, and you let God. God, I'm making a decision today that I've got to be guided by your word. 
I don't know where. I'm not going to try to make the Bible fit whatever. God, I really want your word to bear fruit. I, I, I don't want to take this step if I don't have scripture to back it up. And God, I got to have that faith. I, 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 I sense this is your decision because something that's condemning me, Chris, I got these deep doubts about doing this. And God, I'm not going forward until you put a peace on my heart. I know you're not going to tell me everything that's going to happen with this. I know there's going to be some fears, but I got to have that peace. And God, today, in this church, there's people that know about this decision. There are people in here that haven't even a clue. But today, I'm coming forward. I'm laying it at the altar, and I'm saying, God, I want to do this for your glory, not for me. And I'm giving it over to you today for your glory. And I'll tell you, you live your life by these four things, and you will live by faith. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to ask this question. How many of you in this room don't want to go to heaven? You know you are going to heaven. You don't, you know, like, oh, I believe in Jesus. No, I've received Jesus. My faith alone for my eternal destination is on what Christ did for me on that cross. Jim, by faith alone, I ask Christ. Now, I got to tell you, Jim, I'm not sure what I prayed. I really don't remember what I said. And I don't really even remember the exact date. But, Jim, I know as a child, as a teen, in my 20s, in my 30s, in the military, whatever, I know that I have prayed to receive Christ as my Savior. If that is your testimony, would you be unashamed to raise your hand and say, I know that I have put my faith and I have received Christ as my Savior. I know that is true. Would you raise your hand all over the auditorium? And would you hold it up for just a minute? Would you hold it up for just a minute? And I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. You may put your hands down. If you could not raise your hand, I give you my word. I am not here to, we're not going to embarrass anybody. But I am going to give you that opportunity right now. Is there a soul here today? And I appreciate your honesty. Some of you just felt like, man, I can't raise my hand on that. I don't know for sure. I don't know if I've ever, I believed in Jesus, but I don't know if I've ever received him. Is there anyone here today that would say, Jim, I'd like to get that taken care of? And I would today like to receive Christ. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to pick on you. I'm not going to pull, point you out. Nothing like that. Man, it's the biggest decision you ever make in your life. Is there anyone here that would say with an upraised hand, Jim, I would like to receive Christ today as my Savior? I don't believe I've ever done that. I have believed in Jesus, but I have never received him. And today I would like to. Would you pray would you pray with me and for me about that? Would you raise your hand? Is there anyone like that this morning? Jim, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you, guys. Amen. Are there others? I see those hands. Amen. Thank you. You can put those hands down. Is there anyone else? Praise God. Is there anyone else that would say, you know what? I don't know if I've ever received it. I believed in them, but I don't know if I've ever received it. Is there anyone else? See, I want to do something right now. Because I think this is just too good a deal. In the quietness of this moment, 
heads are bowed, eyes are closed. God knows your heart. By the way, you didn't raise your hand, but you go, man, I need to receive the Lord. I know that's what I need to do. Now listen, it's not a prayer that you say that saves you. It's faith in Jesus that saves you. But the Bible does say, whosoever shall call upon the Lord shall be saved. So I do think you ask him. There's your step of faith. God, I know you love me, and I know I'm a sinner. God, I believe Jesus died and paid my price. God, would you save me and forgive me? Would you right now, whether you, whether you raised your hand or didn't, but you know you needed to, would you just right now pray with me? Again, it's not a prayer. It's your faith. But in the quietness, you don't have to pray out loud. God knows your heart. But would you call on him right now with me? Dear God, I know that you love me, and I know I've done wrong. And I ask you, I believe Jesus died, buried, rose again. God, I do believe Jesus died for me. And I ask right now that Jesus Christ come into my heart and save me from my sin. I ask the Lord right now to be my Savior. In the quietness of this moment, if you just prayed that, every head bowed, every eye closed, if you just prayed that in your heart and you meant that, would you look at me right now? Would you just look at me? Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Praise God, Lord. Anyone else? Amen. Anyone else but me? I just want you to know, I think that's the greatest decision you will ever make in your entire life. And I will tell you, you just ask Christ to come in, no man, you can never be plucked out. of You got eternal, everlasting life, and you got your home in heaven. That's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. Praise God for that. Amen. Now, I got another question. And I'll be honest, this is the main thrust of the message. How many of you need to let go of something and let God? How many? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. That's about a third of the group. How many of you say, you know what, Jim? I need to have scripture. It based, I, I got it. You know this thing about peace. I'm going forward with something, and I got to tell you, I do not have peace about this thing. And I need to have peace. And Jim, this morning, I am ready to give this decision to God and say, God, this is not for my good. This is for your glory. How many of you need to take a step of faith about an area in your life God spoke to you about and you'd say, Brother Shetler, I need to take this step of faith. If that's true and you say, Jim, I, there's, a, there's an area. I need to do this. I need to take a step of faith. Would you stand to your feet right now? In any one of those areas, would you stand to your feet right now? You say, God, I am going to let go of this right now. I'm letting go, and I'm letting God. I'm letting go, and I'm letting God. God, today, this is not about my good. This is about your glory. Anyone else? Would you stand with these? Is there anyone else? Say, you know what? I'm giving it over to God today. It's going to be for your glory, God. 
is a major decision. Praise the Lord for being standing. I'm going to ask for the piano to play. And you do whatever you want to do, but I want to encourage you something. You just stood and said, this is what I want. I'm going to encourage you to step on out. Come on down to the altar and give it to God and take yourselves right. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. God spoke to your heart. You need to take your step of faith. By the way, senior saints, 60s, 70s, 80s, what a testimony to walk an aisle and say, you know what, I'm 83, but I still got to live by faith. And I'm taking my step about an area in my life. I'm letting go. I'm letting God. God spoke to your heart. Would you come right now? Just step on out and take your step of faith and say, God, I'm coming. Would you come?